This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, September the 2nd, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Zederstrom, and we're live from the Hole in the Ceiling Studios in beautiful Deer Valley, Arizona. And I hope this finds you well, no matter where you are in this wide world of sports. And it is definitely crazy out there, but it's football season getting kicked off. The pigskin flying through the September skies of just about every university from sea to shining sea. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender, gold and silver for the layman. 1-800-951 is how you can get you some via telephone. You can go also via the information superhighway at www.allamericangold.com and order as well there 24-7. I saw a commercial this morning on the uh, Bubble Vision about how you can trade on your phone no matter what time it is. A guy's having a date with a gal, and she goes, yeah i got to go trade. I think the yen's falling. How do you do that? Well, you call or go to allamericangold.com, and you can buy some gold in the wee hours of the morning and get yourself protected. I'm sitting in with the owner, Joe Jaquin, and uh, I used to be the owner, and now I get to sit here on Fridays, and I really look forward to this and try to save things up during the week and and get it out, and it builds up. I have to tell you, once you do this for a living, it uh, kind of gets stuck to your ribs and... uh, I always think, I find myself thinking out loud, going, man, that would be a great show today. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? Hey, good morning. Uh, glad to have you. Yeah, you need a, it's like a cleansing. It is. You know, you come out and you get it all off your chest. and You know, it's interesting. And I had a lot of people tell me, you know, uh, well, almost three years ago, and I guess I semi-retired. I'm busier now than ever. But, uh, you know, just after two decades of being doing the radio and sitting in the office, you wonder if you're missing something. And i got to tell you, for you people wondering the same thing, you're not. <laughs> Stop wondering. <laughs> I saw another commercial today where they had Peyton Manning. Yeah. Yeah. Lionel Richie, <laughs> Sunday with Peyton. Right. And then one, he goes out, he said he's retired, and he's on a park bench. And, and some old guy's next to him going, work as long as you can. <laughs> My wife's starting to look at me real funny, and uh, I don't know, you know. Ah, I love you guys. Thanks for letting me hear, Joe. It's Labor Day weekend. It is. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. Uh, We will not be working on Monday. Uh, So if you uh, need to get that fix in before the Labor Day holiday, uh, call us today. I'm going to throw that out there. We also are closing early today as well because, you know, that's how you do it anymore. This is the new. I'm vacation. surprised you're here at all. Weekend. I went out to dinner with uh, Gary and Kay last yeah. night. We went to Oregon Stop Pizza down in Mesa. Now, from where I live, it's a That's long, a drive. long, it's a long, long drive. drive. Well, they're they're out in Leisure World. <laughs> I'm up Queso, and Erica went, and our grandbaby and her husband, and uh, we all just went. And out there. you've raved about this place in the past. It's a neat place, right? So, Red Velvet plays the the uh, organ. That's his name. <laughs> he announced his name. My name's Red Velvet. <laughs> I'm sure it's a stage name. So, But this organ is the size of, I don't know, a 55 DeSoto <laughs> four-door. It's a huge organ comes up out of the ground. And then 
I mean, you couldn't replicate this. I think it's been out there since the 50s or 60s. You couldn't replicate this again for less than a million dollars. So, And the, the whole restaurant is part of the organ. I mean, there's drum sets on the walls, fiddles that play. There's untold amount of, you know, piping. And, and then the, billow, the bellows that pump the air. And as you can see it all in the glass. And things pop out of the wall and play musical instruments. And the guy's really incredible how, how they run it. And, I mean, and the light shows go with it. And my little granddaughter, Emma, was just, you know, it's like Christmas. All the lights going off and the music. This was before there was Chuck E. Cheese. Right, yeah. So Oregon Stop Pizza out in Mason. If you've never been there, I, we always go once a year. So that was pretty fun. But on the uh, this Labor Day holiday, um. Chris, that's a union. That's celebrating unions, right? Isn't it? Well, I don't, I don't know. Not very many unions anybody anymore. Even know? I know. Cause there's, there's just nobody doing any labor. What a story out of the Wall Street Journal. Joe just handed to me. Labor Day is an appropriate moment to reflect on quite catastrophe, the collapse over two generations of work for American men. During the past half-century, work rates for U.S. males spiraled relentlessly downward. America is now home to a vast army of jobless men, who are no longer even looking for work. Roughly 7 million of them aged 25 to 54, the traditional prime of working life. This is arguably a crisis, but it's hardly ever discussed in the public square. I mean, it is incredible. We think about it. The Federal Reserve's already said, hey, we're at full employment. Yeah, I hardly think so. This are near full employment. In 2015, the work rate, the ratio of employment to population for American males aged 25 to 54 was 84.4 percent. That's slightly lower than it had been in 1940 at 86.4, the tail end of the Great Depression. Wow. Benchmark against 1965. They said there's 94 million men not working. Yeah, 94 million people. People. Yeah, they're not, not all men, men, but yeah, not not just men, but 94 million, it's almost 95 be. million people not in the workforce. Uh, today's jobs number. Uh, lighter than expected, uh, 150,000. They were looking for 180. Uh, people were talking as high as potentially 250. Uh, and, of course, none of that happened. And the, even the sadder part is where the jobs are. Waitresses, waiters, bars, restaurants. Uh, they're, they're claiming, by the way, the biggest, the government, uh, was one of the big employers this month. Uh, one out of si- one out of every six jobs created in the month of August was a government job. Uh, retail. That's almost what is that? Eighteen percent or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, eighteen yeah. percent of all jobs. Very, very government jobs. How can that even be? So you got to tell me that. Uh, what uh, well, those were the best. I'm going to say this: of the hundred and fifty thousand jobs created, those twenty five thousand, those were the best jobs. Well, those are the best jobs. So government doesn't pay minimum wage. They just enforce it. (laughs) You know, the equal opportunity, the people that enforce, make sure you pay minimum wage. Uh, They're making a lot more than minimum wage. (laughs) Let me count that again. 1-800-951-0592. It's a great day to be alive on this Labor Day weekend. You're listening to Joe and Eric on the Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back.
protector. It protects me from the fuss. Well, I do what I gotta do to get through working at nine to five. It's killing me, but then again, it's keeping me alive. It puts the gas in my truck. Hey, you're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. Thanks for tuning in. A shout out to Jason at Mannheim Auto Auction, friend of mine. Good guy, first time listener. Welcome aboard, buddy. It's Friday. Smoke them if you got them. We used to uh, drink Jack Daniels here, but uh, <laughs> on Fridays, but we gave that up. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I got to do a PSA here. If you're drinking Jack Daniels right now, pull your car over immediately and stop driving. We'll come get you with an Uber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but first, you have to order a roll of Silver Eagle. <laughs> Ah, come on. I'm just having fun with you. You know, I found a new definition of of terror if you're a kid. Some kid got chased around in Ohio with a guy by a guy in a clown suit with a knife. <laughs> Apparently, this is like the new thing. I guess. Man, that There's was... clowns everywhere tormenting people. That would flat freak me out. <laughs> I never liked those clowns anyway when I was a kid. So You know, when you think about it, they really are kind of creepy, real creepy. So, so Pagliacci chasing uh, around with a knife. <laughs> I mean, that's going to happen. I can actually see you would need therapy growing up. <laughs> well, what happened? Well, when I was a kid, there was this cloud chasing me around with a knife. <laughs> I chased my brother around with a BB gun. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he needed therapy over that. He got me back, though. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Uh, here we are again, back in September. I mean, really, this all started. Remember back Hurricane Katrina? That was oh, yeah. was that oh five September of oh five? Is that what it was? That was about the last hurricane that really that went really in, mess, did mess this, things right. up. So, but that started. You know, gasoline was still only a dollar something oh, a yeah, gallon. Remember who it's going out of sight, and that started it right there. Well, remember back then, two dollars was like the whole economy was going to come to an end, right? Right, and now two dollars is like it's so cheap. Remember, Hawaii wouldn't import any uh, oil or ga- or refined gasoline. They said, "Uh, uh-uh, we're not paying more than two dollars a gallon." They went, no, "Okay." okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see them on the phone going, "Aloha, where's our shipment?" <laughs> uh, it's in Long Beach. So yeah, that uh, that started it all. And then, of course, remember BP? They used to show the oil well just blowing oil. <laughs> remember that the camera. Blowing oil into the Gulf of Mexico every so, night. You know, and apparently that did no damage. I know. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> then they had to get Red Adair's great-grandson to come in and cap it or whatever they did. Whatever they did, right? So, Kevin Costner was out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that? That was fascinating stuff. Well, as that thing was going, the gas price was just going ting, 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 <laughs> ting, ting, ting. They loved it. The traders love it. Today, you had a hurricane, you know, I don't know, what a Herman or whatever. Herman, yeah. And it's really turning into nothing. It's going to rain all over the coast. A lot of rain. Coast, a lot but, of rain. But, uh, but oil, nevertheless, was up 2%. I don't know what it is. It was overnight. So they love this stuff. So what they need is another explosion or an oil leak. In the... Remember, they can do it anytime they want. They've tried doing it now with news articles from Saudi Arabia going, yes, we are going to cap production. Ha, ha, ha. No. I mean, they keep coming out with that. And then oil goes up, and then now it went back down. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. And it's it's just, the new price band. can only go so far. So. like 30 to 50. Yeah. Instead of 12 to 28, it's now 30 to 50. And then today you got, what, the jobs numbers? So the jobs numbers Joe was talking about, they're just horrible. I mean, it's horrible. And the jobs are so bad. 
that's the, really the biggest problem. I, I, you know, 150,000 jobs, it's not a great number, but it'd be all right if they were, you know, accountants and architects and engineers, but instead it's waitresses, retail clerks, bartenders. Yeah, yeah, no more. Uh, well, you know, the, the, the factory jobs were replaced with construction jobs. You know, I mean, that. And, and we were able to, to cover those up as, as he said that we lost construction. Well, at NAFTA and GATT, when that went through, and as they were shutting down the UAW right, right. and the steel mills and the textile mills, you were able, you know, if you could work with your hands, you could learn how to, you know, build or be a carpenter or, or, yeah, do something. So, so that, that and then that all went away. And now they say, I don't know why they say this. There's no the the, the new home builders say there's no skilled labor. Have you seen that? So what are they? Because you know what that means? That means there's no skilled labor at $7 an hour. Because <laughs> you can get 12 to stay home. Have you ever used a hammer? Uh, no, but I can. Is there an app for that? Remember they were going to start. That's what they needed. Right. They could just build a house with an app. You know what could Problem they solved. They could do Pokemon Go, where you have to go pick up a hammer and then drive nails into it. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have millennials all over the place. <laughs> They can put neighborhoods up in 10 minutes. <laughs> I just got a Pikachu. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, you know, Pikachu, you know what that is? So you know something about That's it. That's the only one I know. Oh, I don't man. even know what it is, but I heard somebody else say it, so I like to sound smart by repeating stuff, and that, there you go. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. Pikachu. Pikachu? Pokemon. You know where Pokemon came from? I don't even know if I should say this. You know what its original name was? Oh, no. I, I'm not kidding you either. Ramon's not working today. So Jeremy's there, so don't cut me off. Honest to God, the original name, if you look it up, was Pocket Monster, and they figured that they didn't want, you know, they figured after the, this was going to be for young boys. I'll leave it at that. So, but that was the original name. They shortened it from Pocket Monster to Pokemon. So, I, what? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm shaking my head for the, you know, because you can't see that on radio. <laughs> It's a true story. Look it up. They just figured, you know, in this day and age, probably not a, probably not the best. <laughs> well, there's been a lot of product names that were bad. Remember the AIDS diet plan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot all about that. Yeah, you could take AIDS. Well, they were just unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> that was pre-AIDS. They came first. It turns out the AIDS, the real AIDS was a much better diet plan. All right, I'll touch on that. So. But, uh, yeah, that's not good. Not a good name. That's not good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. It's Labor Day. Is this show going to play Monday? Yes, no, it, it is. is. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it's, that was a fact. All that's a fact, and uh, don't, don't, don't shoot the messenger. I, uh, I got to tell you, I don't know if you covered this or not. I only caught the show bits and pieces this week. The, uh, you see Joe Biden, vice president. Yep. They call him, you know, his nickname is Amtrak Joe. <laughs> Did you know that? Well... Yes, he, he handed out two point four five billion dollars. Now Amtrak—that's one of his little pet projects, right? Right. Two point four five billion. Did you happen to notice where they held the ceremony? I'm going to go and I'm going to guess Delaware. It was Delaware. It was at the train station. Man, I'm I'm sounding really smart. You're today. doing really good. Do you know the name of that train station? I'm going to go with something Biden. It is. How'd you know, man? You are smart. It's the Joseph R. Biden Amtrak State. There you go. <laughs> now, let me ask you something. How come they don't hand out free gasoline on the SS Condoleezza Rice? 
same thing. And this, it's just all government money. I mean, that, this is why Donald Trump, talk about Donald Trump and the insiders, come on. The vice president has an Amtrak station named after him. Do you think they want to reelect this same deal? That they just handed out two and a half, not million, billion dollars. Like it's like they're handing out lollipops. You know, and uh, of course, George Bush starred. This is right. We're talking about George Bush, right. President Hurricane Katrina. Voila, gasoline, dollar ten. Bada boom, bada me. Five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but they decided when it got to five dollars, people got a little angry. So they took the name, the SS, the oil tanker Condoleezza Rice, and renamed it to Chevron. Did you know that? <laughs> I swear to God, that's what it's She's like. Get my name off of that thing. <laughs> I'm waiting for the uh, Barack Obama telephone and insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much money they've handed out there. How many telephones? Listen, you know, there's going to be like in Chicago or wherever he's from, Kenya, Hawaii. I'm not sure where. Some hospital in his honor is going to be out there. Got to be out. The yeah. Barack Obama Care Hospital. Yeah, man, my insurance went from two eighty to seven fifty a month. I mean, think about that. It's, it's, Since the day that he took office, I mean, it's just off the charts. And now, you know, when, I don't know if you know this. If you've ever been hoodwinked into an annuity, okay, you know, an annuity is when they get you give the insurance companies money. Okay? See, when you listen here, and we tell you things, and sometimes, and it happens, and even you don't believe it. It always is going to come to find out those two idiots were right again. People hate that. And they just hate it. I hate it when he does it to me. And we've been telling, I've been on this all year long. You better start reading the fine print. And today in the Wall Street Journal, huge article talking about decades-old life insurance policies, and you're getting a phone call. So what does that mean? So let's say you buy an insurance policy, and you've got, oh, they're going to give you half a million dollars if you croak. And you've had it. It's a, it's a term policy. You've had it 10 years. Or it's, or it's or a whole, whole life, life whole policy. Life. Probably the you, most of our whole life Right, policy. where, you yeah. know, people have paid, you know, one of the examples in the paper, a guy paid $2.5 million. Okay. Going to get twelve million when he croaks his kids. We're going to get twelve million dollars, right? That's it. I'm done. Right. We're good. So you I, I honored my commitment. I gave you the two and a half million dollars, and forty years later, whatever it is, when I die, they're going to get twelve million. Then he just got a little, a little note in the mail what? from his insurer. What did it say? Uh, due to the fact that the Federal Reserve has had interest rates at ultra low. For an extended period of time, we have now determined that you aren't entitled to the $12 million unless you write a, another check. Wow. So now they want to change the terms. And legally, and I'm going to tell you this, you got to read the fine print. They are well within their rights. You're entitled to nothing. And that's what the fine print ultimately says, which is, Yes, it's guaranteed right up until it's not. And, of course, they're suing now. There's a class action lawsuit. This, is, this has happened now to tens of thousands of Americans are getting these notifications. As much as 200% increases. Because they were able to invest the money. And, and, and they have to put them into fixed rate instruments. Bonds. Right. They're they buying bonds. And, hey, back in the day, you bought a bond, you got seven, eight, nine, ten. If you went crazy and you bought a bond from Chicago, they probably paid 11 or 12%.
So they figured, yeah, if you gave them $2.5 million 40 years ago, they wouldn't have any problems paying no back. Problem. And they'd at least make triple that, right? I mean, you know, they're not doing this for free. Well, let me tell you, they soaked the you-know-what. You talk about high commission. Yep. That's the highest around. Right. So now they go, uh, hmm, well, turns out we can't make any money with our mo- with this money. We keep buying these 10-year notes, but we're, right. <laughs> a- we're only getting 1% every 10 years. <laughs> yeah, what's going to happen there? So, yeah, how long can they keep this going? The whole thing is a Ponzi scheme anyway. I absolutely guarantee you the TARP funds they sent up, remember the Fed window, just pick anybody, any insurance company you see on television, and anyone that you mail a check to, they could not pay the premiums, they could not pay the annuity holders, they couldn't pay any of them. You know it and I know it. And this is the other part of the problem. You're very wise, because as this next generation of buyers, they don't have any money. Yeah, I know. They can't afford they don't have two million dollars to give them to give their kids twelve million when they die. It's not happening. My wife says the hardest thing is to get them qualified, you know, selling them houses and they're just everything is just on the just barely hanging on by a thread. And now they you know, they talk about raising interest rates. I mean, come on, it'll just kill it. Just kill it. So I don't know. I mean something's gotta give Well, here. this is the problem. They're absolutely stuck. The banks are hemorrhaging the insurance companies are hemorrhaging, so you need to raise rates to try to help them. But then if you raise rates to help them, then everything else goes to you-know-what. And, you know, the deficit just yesterday, we broke $19.5 trillion yesterday. And now that... You're since, kidding me. No. Wow. Barack, o- yeah, Barack Obama took office. It was $10.63 trillion. So we are up $9 trillion in eight years. People don't understand what this means. There's no growth. I mean, it, it, all they're doing is just is printing up money that we don't have. And then they and lie to you. And then they lie to you. Like, they try to pretend last year the deficit was only $400 billion, and this year it's only $600 billion. Do you know that just average $9 trillion over eight years, that means every year was at least $1.1 trillion. And they had record tax receipts this year on top of it. Record tax receipts for the last four or five years. Well, the only thing that's coming is hyperinflation. And that's how people look at the debt going, well, you know, if a gallon of gas is $83, I guess $20 trillion ain't that big a deal, is it? Patriot Radio News Hour. The dumb leads the dumber. And we're here on this Friday, on this Labor Day and a Monday. Stay with us. We appreciate you taking time out of your life. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, pro-family leader, and author of 25 books, including the best-selling A Choice, Not an Echo. And now, here's Mrs. Schlafly. The Republican and Democratic parties adopted new platforms in their convention to July, and they present two fundamentally different plans for America's future. Never before in our lifetimes have the two platforms been so different. With the vacancy of conservative justice Antonin Scalia hanging in the balance this November, the Democrat platform quickly named their top priority. They promised to appoint judges who will protect the abortion industry, not just on the Supreme Court, but all across federal benches. The Republican platform instead attacks the national crisis in our judiciary due to activism by federal judges. Only a Republican president will appoint judges who respect the rule of law expressed within the Constitution and Declaration of Independence, including the inalienable right to life and the laws of nature 
and Nature's God, the GOP platform explains. The GOP platform calls for rebuilding the U.S. military into the strongest on earth with vast superiority over any other nation or group of nations. The Democrats' platform does not mention military superiority or even American exceptionalism, but instead blames Americans for a recent uptick in Islamophobia. More than a quarter of the Republican platform is devoted to a section called America Resurgent, which sets forth the necessary steps to restore peace through strength while listening to the wisdom of President George Washington's warning to avoid foreign entanglements and unnecessary alliances. The Democratic platform calls for tangling the United States in a global network of alliances. The sharp contrast between these two platforms leaves no doubt about which party should receive your vote in November. You know the issues in the 2016 presidential election campaign, illegal immigration, terrorism, globalism, a strong military, religious freedom, and who will be appointed to the Supreme Court. But you're only hearing spin and sound bites from the national media. Want a better understanding of what's at stake? Go to eagleforum.org for a complete collection of commentaries that makes the issues crystal clear. That's eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. laboring in your entire life and uh, you're taking a day off god bless you thanks for tuning in too we appreciate it you're listening to the patriot radio news hour wall-to-wall treetop tall monday through friday at your favorite listening venue 1-800-951-0592 is our business line i'm eric cedarstrom your guy friday we were talking about uh well just about everything going in the the uh, the bombs that are going off, $19.5 trillion in debt, which is beyond any of our wildest dreams. And we're trying to ask Joe during the break when he thought the uh, the magic $20 trillion would roll over, and he figures right around the inauguration. Is that right? Or? Yeah, right around the inauguration, within, within 30 days of the next president being sworn in will have rolled over the $20 trillion mark. And, you know, the funny thing about it is, is you know, their, their latest justifications, well, as long as the annual debt isn't more than 3% of GDP, then it's okay somehow. Yeah, that's their favorite deal, isn't it? And, of course, now, if you, you know, you do the math, GDP is about $18 trillion, so 1% would be $180 billion. Which means three percent would be five hundred and forty billion dollars. Of course, this year the the deficit's going to be the the fake one, by the way. Right. The fake deficit is going to be six hundred billion dollars. Doesn't include unfunded liabilities. Right. So when you add in the real number, which is somewhere probably closer to nine hundred billion dollars, you got to remember now. By the time Obama gets done, the deficit will actually be a little over. Nine trillion. You know, we're only a hundred, 
less than we're about a hundred billion dollars away from hitting nine trillion. So by the end of this month, he'll have done nine trillion, and we still got a couple more months to go. And, and so you you know the real number. We're already averaging one point two trillion dollars a year. Whether you want to pretend that it happened or not, that's the reality. Well, and here's another reality, you know, which, which you know puts it more like six percent of GDP. Well, President Barack Obama has set a record. He's the first president ever to serve two terms and not have one single year of three percent or higher GDP growth. Think about that in any well, year. Go that's the Indiana. first time that's go ever happened. So yeah, doesn't it? And then you talked about hyperinflation. This is ultimately what does happen. We got to get that yearly number down. Listen, I, I'm, it's already a fact. It's just simple math. In the next four years, the the, the fake deficit number is going to be over a trillion dollars a year. That's just how the math works. That's just we've got these obligations that we've got to pay. We're not going to tell old ladies they're not getting their social security check. We're not going to go out and kick people off out of Medicare and Medicaid and all those things. It's not going to happen. So you need the GDP number to really start going. Because could you imagine now all of a sudden the fake number is 6% of GDP and the real number is 12% of GDP? It doesn't work. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? So they need the hyperinflation so they can say, well, it's okay. Well, that's the only Because the GDP is now $22 trillion or $25 trillion. Well, this is the anomaly that's never happened with fiat money, and they don't know how to manage it where you've actually had price deflation with money that's backed with nothing. It surprised everyone. Not supposed to happen. Right. Never happens. That's why you print into oblivion. Money's a commodity. If you make it, it's a commodity. So it's, you, know, you print more than you need, and it loses its value. So And, and that's what they haven't been able to deal with. But that all came from the globalist regime. And, uh, you know, I like Donald Trump's address to the inner cities. And I thought a couple of weeks ago he did that. It was great. He goes, you might as well vote for me. You have nothing. You have nothing. You have nothing. You've been voting for these people right. for decades and right. decades and decades, and you still have nothing. I thought it was great. I listened to the speech. I should listen to it twice. It's what they've done to this country, man. Imagine a president running on on the on the, the platform. You got nothing. How I, how can I possibly make it worse? <laughs> Think about how it. that doesn't. Make, but we do it all the time. I know it's crazy. We're, we, I've never seen. I'm amazed at how easily we've turned into the sheeple. It's like John McCain. The guy's eight thousand years old, and he re-voted in. I mean, well, the primaries, but crazy, isn't it? I mean, it won't get rid of him. Listen, whether you loved him or you didn't love him, the guy's eighty. Right? He doesn't do anything. Nothing. He's going to be eighty-six. I love my mother. She's in her early seventies. And my wife and I were talking about, and my mother is like, you know my mother. She's like the energizer bunny. Oh, she's something. She's right? Something. She still cracks the whip. And, and, but we, it was noticeable. We over the vacation. She slowed down. The guy's now 80. He's going to be 86 when he's supposed to be over. But see, that's the same thing. Vote for me and I won't do anything. <laughs> Which is what people want. <laughs> well, you're right. right. I don't want change. Right. I don't I don't, I'm getting a government check. I'm, I'm fine. I just. Just don't mess with it. So, I, it's scary. So, but again, it's the insider thing. You can't get rid of them. It goes to the 
the Joseph R. Biden Amtrak station. <laughs> I mean, it is. Uh, uh, handing out money. How about the Hillary Clinton travel agency? <laughs> <laughs> well, they got buildings named after her in the Middle East. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, all over the place. Because yeah. that's how you get meetings with Hillary. You give to her, quote-unquote, foundation. Right, right. I mean, you, you talk about the Sopranos. You look at what I mean. Well, they're the best mobsters of all time. I know. Aren't they? They've just gotten away with it, and they can't touch them. They just come out and go in and say anything they want. You know? That's really how they got rid of organized crime. They all decided, hey, wait a minute, we just get ourselves elected, and the graph will be legal. It's like that that skit that's on YouTube with Rick James. You know, <laughs> they they oh, you know, no. uh, it's the same deal. They got, no, we didn't we didn't pay any uh, ransom. <laughs> yeah, we paid some ransom. <laughs> I didn't put my feet all up on Charlie Murphy's couch. Yeah, but I put my uh, they can say anything they want. Uh, yeah, yeah, there wasn't any uh, any uh, secrets, national secrets in the email. Yeah, there yeah, was. There was. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make any secret deals with Iran on their nuclear program. Oh, wait, yeah, I did. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen that in years. Oh, my God. If you've ever seen that, is it Dave Chappelle? David Chappelle. If you've never seen it, go Google it David Chappelle, Charlie Murphy, and, and listen and to the Rick James. Oh man, they took it off. Remember, years way ago. too funny. We laugh at it every now and then. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't. These are the guys. People are going to do this, and then they're going to be like, "We actually take advice from these two I idiots." Know. Well, that's the thing that people they go tune in, tune in, listen to Derek and Joe. This has been you know twenty years. Go on, tune in, and they go. You really listen to those? <laughs> and then, like, you know, I'll say something stupid, and a year later it comes to, right. you know, we're just common sense. Right, and then it. they literally try to find us. Where, where were those guys? Where were those? What channel was that? <laughs> it isn't like, you know, the city of New Orleans is filling up with water, <laughs> and General Motors is going to go bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said that. Remember that day? I'm like, I, yeah. I went on I this, said General Motors is going to I went on this rant that how, how many people you just cost us, right? How many customers? You, you said something stupidly outrageous because GM stock was still like at, at all four, time high. It was like at forty two dollars. Car sales are roaring, but I was just looking at it all, and I yeah, we gave. Uh, I said it eighteen months before it happened. So. I wish I'd have shorted the stock. <laughs> but you know that's, that's our problem. But they'd have got me in the end, remember? Because they oh, all, yeah. they all supported it. None of the shorts made any money. They reversed all the trades. Oh yeah, we got free markets. You're listening to the. Uh, well, the blind leading the stupid. It's a great day to be alive when you consider the alternatives. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after these messages. My nephew, Joey, 17 years old today. Isn't that amazing? It's incredible. Sarah's out front. I remember going to the hospital with you guys, man. You cut the umbilical cord. You were purple. You were as purple as a Notre Dame. I wanted no part of that action. (laughs) I was behind the bed, you know, and I wasn't like, you want to come around and look? Nope. I can't believe 17, man. I don't know where the time goes anymore. 
So, anyway, happy birthday to him. He's got starting to know an outside linebacker. Is that his official position tonight? Well, safety. What is he? He, he is the what we call the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. So, he, he will play outside linebacker in certain formations, safety in certain formations. Uh, he's going to play corner. I thought it sounded uh, defensive end in the first game. He, is he, he will play a little defensive. He's very versatile. That's where his grandfather played. So. Anyway. He doesn't have the size of the moose. No. Doesn't have yet. that size, but <laughs> but little brother does. What's he weigh? Uh, Joey's about buck seventy five. That's a good size for him. Yeah, junior. and he'll probably be, you know, one ninety, one ninety five as a senior. His grandpa was about one seventy five junior, two twenty five senior. Oh boy. That made a big difference. Yeah, that yeah. helped. Yeah. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe's talking about that uh uh, Gerald Driscoll, former Dallas. He's the former Dallas vice chair, and he uh, he was out on TV. You know what? We're starting to see a lot more of this now, where you're seeing a lot of the former Fed officials now coming out and just flat out calling out the current uh, Federal Reserve. And, and he essentially said it's time for Janet Yellen to admit that the Federal Reserve models are broken if they were ever right before. Well, they've given the illusion of prosperity for the uh, top 1%. And, and, so. and essentially, he, he hit on what you just talked about, which was calling the unemployment rate this 4.9%, which is where they say it is, call, claiming victory because... The only thing that's happened is discouraged workers have left the workforce. It's ridiculous. Unemployment is about you're not working. So if you leave, I want to know what a discouraged worker is. So how do you how do you leave I, the workforce? I'm going to give you a discouraged You want to know? That was, you asked the question. Right. I'm going to give you the answer. All right. I had a great customer. Bill was in here yesterday. Uh, he's in the, the cattle business, and he travels all over the Midwest, and he was just talking about, it's depression era going on here. And I'm not talking about in St. Louis or, or Kansas City. I'm not talking about Des Moines. But you're talking about these small towns like Red Oak and Broken Arrow and all of these other places. The farmers are devastated, right? The silos are full of last year's corn, and this year's corn's getting ready to come in. The cattle farmers are all underwater. The railroads, which are huge employers in the Midwest, just devastated. There's no cargo. There's no freight out there. Then, of course, the oil workers, all of them are out of work. And how you get discouraged workers is, hey, I didn't live in Phoenix. I didn't live in St. Louis. I lived in a small rural community. There's no jobs there. Yeah, crystal meth is taking yeah, over. Right? you're done, and there's no way to move. I don't have any money to move. So what do you do if you're discouraged? You just go on welfare. Go so on welfare. You, you, you get an Obama if phone. You're lucky, you get right, and if you're lucky enough, you can make the case to get on disability. Right, get on disability. Then you get housing, right. f- telephone, food stamps, uh, health care. You get everything, right? But, but you get to move off of discouraged worker status and right. move to disability status. Gotcha. See, there's two different buckets there. There's 11 million people in that bucket. Can I get on mental disability? That's how they do it. Not too late for me. I'm depressed. It? Yeah. I'm too depressed oh, to depressed. work. Oh, depressed. Sure. I'm super depressed. Why are you depressed? Because I got no job. I got no money. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Huh. 
when this is happening and they don't want to talk about it, they don't want to admit it, just use your head for just a second. All of these farmers, they've gotten devastated. All the people on the front range, you know what I'm talking about. Crop prices have gone to nothing. What you're going to get for an acre of land has been cut in half despite this great housing boom. There's no oil jobs anywhere. There's no railroad jobs anywhere. Let me tell you something. You know, I don't think people believe you. I don't think they believe what you're saying right now. I want you to look up the Department of Agriculture. Just announced last week depression era movements for the dairy farmers. They had to buy all this cheese. They had to buy the cheese, yeah. To keep them from going under. I'm amazed you know that. Yeah. Yeah, they have they have, they have put in price fixtures. They put in money. They just passed it. I think it was this week or last week. Depression era to hold cheese prices together and hold the farms together. I'm going to tell you what my guy told me yesterday. Cause he was just here yesterday. He said, Joe, it costs $3.75. Uh, a bushel to, uh, for corn in I forget the uh, in like Nebraska and it costs four dollars or three dollars seventy five in Minnesota four dollars in Nebraska they're gonna get two fifty a bushel wow yeah cattle's been steadily falling too unless you're eating out <laughs> <laughs> you know cattle guys love gold though got a lot of farmers you know the difference between cattle and gold is a you don't have to feed the gold but you can't put two gold pieces in a drawer together. <laughs> You know, little $20 gold pieces and wake up with a two-and-a-half-dollar You can't put a Liberty and a State together and come out with a two-and-a-half Indian. No, it doesn't work that way. They don't propagate. But, uh, but yeah, cattle. Cattle something. So, yeah, that's funny. They, But I always antiquate or, you know, relate a $20 gold piece and a cow, you know. It's, they've always pretty much traded hand-in-hand, hand, so... But the world we live in, Wall Street's up today on bad job news. Well, because they no rate hike. That's what's crazy. Right. So let me tell you, I got this right. Wall Street will rally on these two reports. Weak jobs, uh, no interest rate hike. Good jobs, strong economy. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's all good for us. Uh, up news, right. down news. Right. Either way, we win. Either way, it goes on. Either way. You got a great jobs report? Oh, Wall Street's rallying on the strong economy. Bad jobs report? Feds can't raise interest rates. Well, but know. the good part is gold's up 10 today, silver up almost 50 cents as well. Wow. Final segment coming up the uh, Patriot Radio News Hour on your Friday and your Monday on this Labor Day. And we're talking about Donald Trump and his new financing plan for the Great Wall of Arizona. We'll be back. Stay with us. From the Fly Like an Eagle album, circa 1976. Thanks for tuning in. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment on this weekend. I hope you have uh, good plans. What's most important through all this is uh, hang on to your family as tight as you can because time is fleeting. Talk about uh, Donald Trump. Said, yep, we're building the wall. He was out here Wednesday. Figured he'd uh, back off a little bit, become a little more politically viable, but he didn't. I think he just made himself more politically viable. But he made a plan, Mexico. He said we're going to we're going to help pay for the wall with drugs seized from cartels, you know, and all their pickup trucks and everything that they have running that they catch at the border. It should go towards the wall. I agree with that. 
I, you know what? Quite honestly, it doesn't really matter to me. Build the wall. I don't care who asked me. Is it any different than, oh, you know, the Obama talking about, oh, yeah, Obamacare, it's going to reduce the deficit. It's going to make health care cheaper. Really? How's that worked out so far? The only thing, though, someone has to build it, and we're going to need the Mexicans to start on that side. <laughs> so when they get it built, they're on that we side. We need jobs. This thing's going to be a huge, be a huge job, job career. And then, listen, we can turn it into all kinds of stuff. Well, you, could have, you could have different sections of the wall do different types of activity. You could have, like, a you could zip line into Mexico in one <laughs> section of the wall. Another section, you could have, like, the become a, become a cartel kingpin in this section. You try to build a tunnel under the wall. I mean, right? You can have the medieval section where you take a battering ram to it. You know, you get a, you get a ladder trying to climb over it while they're shooting stuff at I mean, it could be awesome. I think that you're the first person in history to think of the tourist possibility. Right? Try out for the Mexican Olympic team and jump oh, all over. All right. <laughs> well, if you can get in here, you're on the team. <laughs> well, you were on our team then. And they'd have ESPN, wall television. <laughs> I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff. Oh, that was a nice one, but he fell a little bit short. He's going to need an ambulance. <laughs> Red Bull and the guys that jump off of mountains with capes and stuff. I mean, right? I'm just trying to think. Have you ever been down to Lukeville? A lot of you people go down to Rocky Point. I used to go. I mean, it was desolate down there. I right? liked who myself. Who? 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 Okay. That's the town. Who? Who? Why? Why? That's right. <laughs> who? Why? What? And where? <laughs> right. Now we've named the towns that are going all the way. That's all over there. Yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, you get down to you get down there, and it's desolate. I can't imagine this this massive project with this huge wall running along Arizona. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about quite a public works yeah, project. Listen, in like a thousand years, they'll have like the Great Wall of America tourist attraction. I think it'd be a huge tourist attraction, Joe. You're the I think that's brilliant. You're the first guy to think of that. I think, and I know everything we talk about here because, who, you know, believe it or not, we know who listens online and every address is .gov. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be in the vernacular. You know, right. someone's going to get a hold of this. This, real quick. this section of the wall is brought to you by Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Facebook, Apple. I mean, come on. Pretty good. You can probably see it from space. Climb over this fence and get a free steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> from Yum Brands. <laughs> You build a stadium right next to it. If you hit it over the wall, you get you hit the pool. I mean, come on. I, mean, I think you're on to something. That wall thing doesn't seem so bad now, does it? It'd be crazy down there. I'll go look at it, wouldn't you? Heck yeah. I'd drive down there. We're going to need hotels, gas You're going to need everything. Wow. I want in on that. Forget legalizing pot. I want to be on the wall. I want to go to the become a drug cartel uh, leader for a week section. That's going to be my section. Well, that's it for the Patriot Radio News Hour on Labor Day. We are on the north side of the wall still until they kick us out. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great holiday. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye now.